0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gary McAllister hints there may be a way to get James Tavernier and Nathan Patterson into the Rangers team John Kennedy rejects any suggestions of Celtic players lacking commitment And Scottish football continues to have its say on the newly formed European Super League Two super pundits for you on a Tuesday evening Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna And we have two hours Gordon today to answer all the big questions of the day Will Scott Brown start the Petaudry tomorrow night in his last trip north before swapping Celtic for Aberdeen Will Nathan Patterson be free to play for Rangers In a double header against St Johnson As the SFA hear the appeals of the Covid-5 tonight And will myself, Andy Halliday, Alec Ray and Mark Wilson Form a beat the pundit breakaway league Or can the Dazzler keep pace with a big four? Yeah well I was a bit uh, worried there That I wasn't mentioned in that sort of a unique uh, Elite group Elite yep. group Gordon, yes correct Especially when I am total form But uh, a lot of football over the next uh, two nights Obviously Championship tonight League 1, League 2 And then a full card tomorrow Exciting stuff ahead Always everything happening at once in Scottish football Never a dull day 01419511025 on the phones Or at Clyde SSB on Twitter How was the weekend from a footballing perspective? Yeah, enjoyed Sunday Obviously sharing the used boys in the studio uh, A lot of talking points Rangers just know how to get the job done now against Celtic Celtic's talking points was the fact that the chances created missed But it doesn't matter, it's Rangers that go marching into the next round of the Scottish Cup against St Johnson Yeah, and if ever a season could be summed up in 90 minutes, Gordon I think it was on Sunday because Rangers were professional They were slick, they did what they needed to do They kept it tight at the back, they got the goals when they needed to get the goals And Celtic huffed and puffed and they looked porous at the back and when the chances came, they didn't take them. 01419511025 on the phones. Maybe you've still got some thoughts lingering from the weekend. Feel free to share them. Gary McAllister believes Rangers could find a way to play both James Tavernier and Nathan Patterson in the same team. How are you going to do that? Give us your give us your theory, give us your master plan as to how that's going to happen. John Kennedy talking about the early arrival of Dominic Mackay. He's questioning He's rejecting anyone who's questioning Celtic's attitude And of course I was blown away by the reaction to the European Super League last night on this show uh, You might not think it directly impacts us But lots of you clearly felt very passionately about it And I'm sure we will give you the latest on that between now and 8 o'clock But don't hang around 01419511025 to join in on the phones uh, Gary McAllister on media duty for Rangers today John Kennedy for Celtic Let's start with them um, hearing from them Gary McAllister believes Rangers Like we said Could find a way To fit Nathan Patterson And James Tavernier Into the Rangers team Tavernier was in the bench On Sunday As he comes back From that knee injury Patterson got You know Rave reviews again For his right back performance And the assistant manager Says they could Look to rejig things Well what a wonderful position For A the manager And everybody here at the club You know To have two outstanding players That play in the same position can could 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 there be could that evolve and could that could 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 there be a little bit of change there? Time will tell. But the beauty is we've got an outstanding youngster and we've got a player whose numbers probably are amongst the best in the world from that area of the pitch. So as a club, we are we are uber delighted to have two outstanding players in that area of the pitch. You know, there's there's different formations that 
you never know they might be able to get the two of them on the pitch at the same time what do you think what's your master plan out there is Gary McAllister is that what he's doing is he is he hinting that they could really swap things around and squeeze them both in if so how are you going to do that give us your, your theories 01419511025 can you fit James Tavernier Nathan Patterson into the one team uh, well Gary McAllister certainly thinks they can Gordon I'd be interested what do you think though uh, me personally you would need to change a lot uh, the system obviously because I you know Rangers play this 4-3-3 sort of system Tavernier everyone's talking about going one forward so that's a bit wider so it, it, it um, dismantles your system um, I I don't know because I've never watched Tavernier playing one in front of a right back but what I will say is I think Tavernier's the type of right back the same as Patterson and they are, they're very blessed that they've got two fantastic talents at right back but I just think that Tavernier needs that he needs to see the full pitch Coming onto the ball, timing, the way he touches it, the first time crossing. Um, I don't think he's one that goes and checks off and takes his, takes the ball with his back to goals, turns and then goes and plays. But Gary McAllister's right. It's a great headache for Steven it, Gerrard. Well, it's interesting that you're saying Tavernier would play ahead of Patterson. You think Patterson could play? I'm only saying because pa- Patterson, when he was in the Scotland under yep. 21 setup, Played one on He played in front of a right back He was he was the more advanced guy And perhaps Tavernier would be behind him I know you know Parsons played in that role before But you're right It does change the system Because if you look at the Angels on Sunday The success I mean you, you call them wide men They're not wide men They're two number tens essentially mm. Kent tucked in on the left Aribo tucked in on the right You can't really see Patterson Fulfilling that role That Aribo played at the weekend If You're right They would need to tweak the system To play with an outside right An old fashioned outside right I want to know what you Rangers fans think of this Is there a way Is there a way of getting them both in the team And if so What is it I mean Feel free Think outside the box Speculate Throw suggestions at us We're here for it 01419511025 What, what do you read into to, You know Gary McAllister saying that Roger What Was that a real a, a real sign, a real suggestion that that, that could be an option. Because I it's the, the, I, I, listen, I think he's politely answering a question that was put to him, and I'm quite sure that at some stage you may see the two of them in the pitch at the same time. I tend to agree with Daz. I think the two of them are two terrific options. So you're going for one or the other. I think it tends to be one or the other. I'm not saying they couldn't play together. I just think Rangers have better options. You see how well Aribo played up there. Haji has played well this season. Scott Wright, who I believe spoke to the media today as well, has come in and looked good in flashes. So I think the Rangers have more naturally offensive players for that role rather than trying to shoehorn both Tavernier and Patterson into the same team. Okay, Gordon Dale, Roger Hanna leaning towards one or the other. What do you think out there on the phones? Does it have to be one or the other? Can you fit them both in? And if so, how? 01419511025. Uh, no one for a radical. Move to left c- centre midfield for James Tavernier. Uh, no, because because he's as Gary I'm, just, Mc- I'm just I'm throwing it out there uh, just yeah, just in case it happens. I'm going to remind you of this conversation. Yeah, Gordon, the, it wouldn't be impossible for t- Tavernier to get in that middle Energetic, and play box to box. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt because the guy's a, a very good talent. But why would you take him? Where I think his strengths are. Have mm-hmm. a look at it. Everybody keeps saying his numbers this season, right? He's probably in for player of the year. He's been absolutely terrific. So why all of a sudden are you going to... To fit Nathan Patterson in. Yeah, I know, but I just think it's a great headache to have. They've got to be plenty and plenty of games next year for, for Rangers. 
And you can rotate your squad Okay I'm just going to record Just in case Because that would be a radical shout And I wanted to throw it in there early And I was more than happy for you to shoot it down More more than happy But just in case you're I didn't shoot it you're, down you're, actually talking, I know you didn't Yeah, you're, you're, I applauded you're, it You're talking about recording things Did I hear Hugh Keevans <laughs> in the show last night Saying to you Press play and record he did No one's pressed play know, and record together since 1984 Not only did he say it, he repeated it He said it a few times Anyway, let's bring in Jack in Cumbernauld Jack, how do you fit Tavernier and Patterson into the Rangers team? Can you do it? Is it one or the other? What's your solution? Even much uh, I think there is definitely a solution I think, I think once Tavernier's fitting stuff Again, I think Patterson will get pushed to the sideline again But at the same time I think out of the two of them, they're both very talented at what they're doing. It's a shame that they both play right back. But I definitely feel that if they were to both play, Patterson would need to play full back. Tavernier more high up the pitch, but again, I don't think he would knock a rebound out of the park. But what I'm worried for is once Tavernier is fit back and he's back to the way he was, will Patterson get sidelined again and what happened to McCrory? Because it's like what happened to McCrory. There was a strong midfield he couldn't get in, so he got pushed out to Aberdeen. And I didn't think that was the right thing to do. What's the point in bringing on all these youth prospects if they're going to get pushed away to another team? So I'm worried if Patterson will happen to the same if Tavernier comes back. Is that a is that a concern you you can understand? The concern you would agree with? Yeah, l- listen, I like Ross McCrory and I, I liked him when he came through at Rangers, but but even I couldn't give you an argument that Ross McCrory would get into the Rangers midfield just now. Um, the way Rangers have played the last couple of years, he, he just wouldn't. He's a good player, <laughs> but he's not as good as what was ahead of him at Rangers. So. In terms of his own career development I think he did the right thing He pushed to get the move to Aberdeen So he could play regular football And he'll probably Down the line he'll probably benefit from that But Patterson I think you look at Patterson Patterson does look the real deal Um, You saw him again at the weekend Nothing seems to phase the lad Um, Quite level headed I'm not sure how level headed he was When he gave that ball away for Edward To create that chance for El Yunusi But I think that's about the only mistake You saw him making Yeah 90 minutes at the weekend And <laughs> <laughs> and he bounced back So I, I think Rangers will have An awful lot of football next season If things go well for Rangers They'll get through Champions League qualifiers Into a Champions League group phase They'll have the defence of the title They might have a defence of a Scottish Cup They'll be pushing for the League Cup There will be an awful lot of football For people to be played And I think Nathan Patterson will get a share of that I football. think the big difference this, uh, this time now Roger is you know, last year you're probably looking at Tavernier having to play every single game because the ready-made right back wasn't ready, and then all of a sudden, so he was just a made. Yeah, he was right a back. made. Okay. He was just he was he was just sitting there. He wasn't ready-made. He was a made, and all of a sudden, Parson comes in, gets an opportunity, and people sit up and take notice mm-hmm. and think this boy, as Roger says, real deal, Stephen Gerrard. Brilliant He's now looking at Two right backs That he can retake Because Have a look at the schedule Rangers got to have Next season Gordon And I think that's a great headache For Stephen Gerrard to have He can retake these full backs It doesn't mean Tavernier has to play Every single game And I think it'll benefit him as well uh, um, Jack Without being unfair To Ross McCrory I wonder if the difference is That Nathan Patterson is Regarded In a, in, in a more Favourable light at Rangers I wonder if Rangers have got higher hopes for Nathan Patterson Than they did for Ross McCrory And I hope that doesn't come across as, as being unfair But is is that not the case? No, I, I definitely agree with you I definitely feel that Nathan Patterson is a much bigger prospect Than 
Ross McCrory was. But like I was saying, I definitely do feel that it's in person. Whilst I, I think he will stay at Rangers and stuff, but like you said, the last couple of seasons, Tavernier was overplayed. He was played in most of the games. And now that Parsons had that feel of getting played week in, week out, now that Tavernier's been injured. And like you said, uh, like the boys said, next year Gerard might think I can swap them in and out for some games. But again, if he, does, if he decides to go the way that he's done a few seasons and just kept playing Tavernier and the cup games and also in the league and just passing, getting brought on in the second half and stuff, will Parsons feel like he's getting hard done by because he's had all this chance now in the first team? It's a, good, it's a good point Jack I enjoyed it Thanks for giving us your time tonight Hopefully you'll do it again soon That was Jack In Cumbernauld Jamie's on Twitter If both are in the same 11 Tavernier gets moved to a number 8 role mm. Says Jamie you've, you've got inside information here You're very confident Hardly Don't know if it you, will work you, But none will be moving Gary having a chat Don't know if it will work But none will be moving to the right wing I just liked hearing Gary McAllister say What was it Uber Uber something Uber, con, Uber happy Uber, Uber, Uber delighted Uber delighted Phrases I never thought I would hear Motherwell boy Uber Is he a mother boy also? Yes Motherwell boy Uber Uber delighted Yeah, yeah. We all say that Motherwell uh, Is that going to catch on uh, Let's bring in John in Blantyre And get his thoughts on it Take us away John Hi It was just a, a point on Nathan Patterson man. Mm-hmm. I agree with the panel um, He's a, a, a good player um, I just think the one thing missing to his game uh, similar to what Kasich's done um, bulked up I mean he's a, he's a young skinny boy and, and, and definitely an athlete looking, but if we just added that wee bit of bulk on him a wee bit of muscle you know then for the physical aspect of the game I think he would be the real deal Is it safe to say Roger that 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 will be the plan for, for Nathan Patterson this summer he's 19 and <laughs> Scottish 19 year olds breaking through tend to look a bit like Nathan Patterson you know you get the odd one that just comes and already looks you know well physically capable John McGinn was one who just always looked yeah. um, we've not actually had, had too many others that haven't had to go through that, that yeah, process and, and, and football's come on and you know there's sports science people there's nutritionalists in there you listen to Scott Wright and the advice that Scott Wright has had from Rangers since he arrived from Aberdeen I think he's put on something like 4 kilos mm-hmm. in weight and they're wanting him to put on even more and, and I think there'll be a time when the Rangers nutritional people advise Patterson to do something similar you know and I remember Daz telling the stories and he was Patterson's age he would have a was it a bag of Sherbert bonbons in the car on the way to the training of them. Strawberry, strawberry, strawberry bonbons, yeah. So I, I think it has changed days now. And the, the nutritional advice and the sports science advice that these boys get, they're more carefully monitored than you could ever imagine. And the day will come when, if they mm. believe Nathan Patterson needs to put on bulk the way they've d- diagnosed with Scott Wright, then he'll, he'll get that advice. Oh, we're talking young Scottish fullbacks. Go and get a picture of Kieran Tierney on his Celtic debut compared mm. to the, the Kieran Tierney now. Yeah. The quads are absolutely massive. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure I read or I heard uh, the Rangers manager talking about this. Gordon saying that they're got to work on him, his physique. Um, as Roger said, nowadays everything's monitored. Um, the, the the boy, the boy, I think surprised everyone. I really do. I think he's come on. I was going to say though. I wonder, John, is is he that? Is he that slight? I mean, I feel like I've seen young players who come through and you think, wow, they really, really need to. And I'm sure Nathan Patterson does and will. But is it? Is it as? As extreme as as John might be suggesting, um, no, I don't look at him and I think, well, you need to uh, put on four kilos of muscle. Um, but I think everyone now looks at football. Um, you're an athlete, yeah. Gordon, so he will get uh, put in the gym. He will be built up. You look at the difference as well. You go back to say Ryan Christie, for instance. 
when he come back for Aberdeen and Celtic worked in his physique and, and it, it done the boy wonders. Parsons get the natural ability there. Everything else will be worked on tactically as well. I'm, I'm going to get you on your pet subject, David Turnbull. I actually wonder if that is one of the things that Celtic need to work on. David Turnbull, you know, I know it annoys you when he subbed after 75 or, or, or 80 minutes. He's wondering if there's a programme because he's always struck me as being quite, not slight, if you know what I mean, but I always thought he could, he could fill out a little bit more as well, Turnbull. Nah, nonsense. Uh, John, what? <laughs> <laughs> John, can they both fit in the, the same starting 11? And if not, what? No. No, I don't think so. Tavernier's been tried. Tavernier got tried before uh, I think in midfield They tried to fit him into midfield before uh, I don't think it wasn't Patterson That fell in for him But somebody went in And it might have been the boys delivered to actually um, and, and, and Tavernier was tied in the midfield And um, no I think we'll get better midfield players Than, than Tavernier You know he's a great player Absolutely brilliant player But I think I agree with Roger there You, you wouldn't drop Tavernier for a rebo or or Kent or anything like that, you, de- you definitely wouldn't. So, and you wouldn't put Patterson into the midfield either. I don't think. Again, better options. I just think if they could put on that, you know, just again, it's very similar to Tierney. I mm-hmm. think if he just bulks up that wee bit, he's 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 a finished article. He's he's I mean, he's classy now, absolute classy now. And then the downside to that is, if he does bulk up and does become the complete player that I think he can he's probably going to get a big move like Tierney did as well so what does it look like next season then they can't play in the same team you're just picking and choosing games aye picking and choosing games as, as Roger says there's plenty, there'll be plenty of games here for him to get, to get a run out and I think he will get a run out you know Gerard Gerard had a chance here to get rid of him if he wanted you know and, and he stuck with him and you do need and them both because you hear Celtic callers last night in the show Gordon complaining that when James Forrest drops out the team, Celtic need to completely change the system because there's no like for like replacement. I think if if you're gonna have any ambitions mm. to, to push on, you need to have two quality players in each position. The Rangers have got that now with Tavernier and Patterson. Good debate. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five. Thank you, John and Blantyre. Celtic fans, John Kennedy has been speaking about the early arrival of Dominic Mackay. And he says anyone questioning their attitude after Sunday's loss is wrong. What do you think? We'll hear from him and you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are in the building. They want you to join them on the phones or on Twitter. So don't hang around. Let us know what is on your mind. Lively debate this, by the way, on Twitter and on the phones about... James Tavernier, Nathan Patterson, can you fit them both in? Uh, Ross Marshall says, what about Tav going back one like Kyle Walker and playing a 3-5-2 with Patterson at right wing back? The Kyle Walker comparison is interesting because you would never have thought it. He was always your flying right. wing back, wasn't he? You can find a system to fit, to fit these two players in. A 3-5-2, you can fit them in. Yeah, but the big question is, Rangers do not play that system. McAllister's talking about tweaks Tweaks, well he's not going to all of a sudden Rip up the system To say right we'll get Tavernier And uh, Patterson in TJ17 says Tavernier could easily replace Davis In a year and Patterson could slot in I can see the phone lines lighting up We will get back to it but there's a lot to get through uh, Tonight so let's change tack Just for a little bit John Kennedy says Celtic will be boosted by the early arrival Of Dominic Mackay He started work at the club yesterday Um, Kennedy says he's yet to speak to the future uh, chief executive, I think we're penciled in maybe to catch up the, the later in the week, maybe Friday or so. So, 
Um, he's obviously going to be busy himself. You know, we have a lot of people to see and, and things to do. So uh, at some point this week, we'll probably catch up. Especially coming to a club like Celtic, you know, the demand that comes on you very early, um, especially, you know, if Peter's going to be stepping aside um, in that period during pre-season or just before, then, you know, there's a lot goes on very early at the club. You know, I've been here long enough to understand the, the demand straight away in terms of getting the squad together, getting the team prepared, and then you're going to European competition very quickly before even your domestic season starts. So, you know, I think it's good timing. You know, he comes in, he gets a feel for the place, gets an understanding of how it operates and what, what he might have to do. Um, and that will make the transition easier, you know, having Peter there to, to help him with that. Uh, and then rather than coming in cold, you know, right on top of the, the qualifying games and stuff. So, yeah, it's better that he's in early, gives him time to bed in and, and then we'll see what happens from there. Michael is in town heads. What is on your mind as a Celtic fan tonight, Michael? Hi guys, uh, just thought I'd give my thoughts on the game on Sunday and just where we go from here mm-hmm. and hopefully not keep going to a rant but I just rant, want to say Rant away, that's what we're here for I just want to say I've never seen a more abject, pathetic performance from a Celtic team in a cup tie since Ross County in 2010 I could tell for the first five minutes the team just were not up for it there was just no desire to or belief to win that game and... <laughs> I mean, they're talking about Dominic Kyle learning off Peter Lowell. If he wants to learn off Peter Lowell, he'll just look at his junk mill because Peter Lowell, for me, it, Celtic fans that praise him, okay, fina- off the field, financially secure and all that, but on the field is where it's hurt us and he's responsible for that. We sold Kieran Tierney for a record fee, £25 million, and we get really a great servant and Michael Lustig go, okay, towards the end, it was his legs were getting a bit shaky, but he was still put a shift in, he was still fight. We went into that game there with two fullbacks who are not permanent players and who are not good enough for Celtic. Edward, I mean, he's not tried this season. He's still top goal scorer, but on that game, he was absolutely woeful and wasteful. I mean, that chance for it rebounds off him. I mean, people can say what they like about Lee Griffiths. He has let the team down, but Lee Griffiths would have scored that. He wouldn't even have to think. He would have scored, and he was so selfish with the penalty as well. What do you mean and, by What do you mean by selfish? Well, I mean, he's Celtic's penalty taker, is he not? I think he's scored six times from the spot this season for Celtic and a good few others for the, the, the under-21 national side. Yeah, but I mean, on that game, you could just tell. When I saw him take the penalty, I just said he's going to miss. And Scott Brown or somebody should have said to him, you're not taking it because he'd missed an easy chance. The free kick he took, he hit right in at the wall. We were lucky we got a penalty. And I mean, he just shouldn't have took it because he was just having one of those games where everything he'd done just would not come off for him. Should I give it to somebody else? Mm, disagree. Um, I know your I know your argument, but I totally disagree with it because if Edward had given up the penalty, say for instance, let's just pick somebody, Lee Griffiths, right? And Lee Griffiths miss it. Edward comes in for stick going, why did you not take responsibility? You're, you're the a top goal taker. scorer You're a penalty taker Well you can't step up And take the res- responsibility In a game like this When we need you It was It was Two things It was a bad penalty But it was a It was a good save by McGregor Because he read it So it's a 50-50 chance Right If McGregor goes the other way It's an easy goal But All credit to McGregor But I don't I don't get this Well When he went to st- When he went to go to step up I knew he was going to miss it Absolute rubbish no, I Rubbish. knew he was missing. Ah, catch yourself on. <laughs> no no chance. 
I don't. I'm. I'm sorry. I don't buy into that. It's after the 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 penalty kick. You can go. Oh, I knew he was going to miss her. No chance. But like Michael's covered some good ground for debate in terms of the game and then bigger picture stuff. On on the game, Michael. I think you said it was the most abject cup performance since. And I wondered where you were going. And you said Inverness all those years ago. Ross County 2010 Ross County 2020 was Ross That's where I was going What about Ross County in November I know things are feeling And I know it must be grim as a Celtic fan at the moment But on a pure performance 90 minutes, chances created Sunday wasn't that bad was it? It was nowhere near as bad as getting beat At home to Ross County in the League Cup no, but that's the frustrating thing That was the really frustrating thing for us Is that we created the ch- more than enough chances to win that game I mean the El Yanusi chance Again, the, the touch that he takes You expect to have a five-a-side player he Just hit it first time yeah. it Just Absolutely, it's so wasteful And the bigger picture, I would say Celtic, this, I mean I saw John Kennedy talking today Saying about we want to finish the season strongly If he wants to finish the season strongly I would advise him right now I, know, I don't know if he listens to this Probably not, but <laughs> Tell me the loan deals of Kenny, Laxell and Duffy Play the young players Play players who want to be here And the club, the hierarchy This week they've got I don't care who it is They need to announce who the new manager is Whether it's Eddie Howe, Lucian Favre Whoever it is But they need to do it now And give us some clarity Because they at least owe us that I mean Roger The other point was Yeah That The bigger picture Whether it's the manager The recruitment We're talking about Dominic Mackay Starting in the job Is Michael on to something When he Talks about the decline If you just focus on the fullback positions And you go Lustig and Tierney To, to Kenny and Laxell Is that Does that sum up Celtic's decline in certain areas? Yes it does And I think If you look back over the years Michael sort of touched The top of the topic if you like Celtic have Let players go out the building And have replaced them With inferior players And when that happens The results go downhill you know, Kieran Tierney has gone Now you're never going to replace like for like Because Kieran Tierney is a special talent But Diego Laxalt played at the weekend Nowhere near Tierney class Michael Lustig, I think won about Seven or eight titles with Celtic Has gone Replaced by John Joe Kenny Nowhere near Lustig class uh, Scott Sinclair, outstanding At the start of the Brendan Rodgers reign Hasn't been replaced properly James Forrest, still at the club Terrible injury problems this season there's no one there to back him up There's no second right winger When he's out of the team Somebody else comes in um, So the quality of player Has gone downhill Therefore the results Have gone downhill And we're now at the stage Where Michael And other callers Are even criticising Odson Edward Who's probably Celtic's best player When he's on form When he rediscovers his form So Celtic now Are in a position where Everything in the season has gone There is nothing left And they now start from scratch to try and ensure next season isn't as bad as this season. I mean, there's only a couple of games left, Michael, isn't there? So I'm not maybe the horse is bolted on this one. But are you talking about you know making sure they don't play from now until the end of the season? Does that make any difference? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that for the last couple of games, let's be honest, they are meaningless. They are bounce games. Play young players. Play the young players that give them a chance. I mean, Celtic built Lennox Town. A multi-million pound Training facility To find the next McGeady And the next Maloney We found Kieran Tierney We found Callum McGregor And James Forrest But three out of the last What, 14 years I mean Give these young boys a chance Because they can't be any worse I mean Anthony Ralston's Had his critics over the past But I'm telling you Celtic fans can't say That he's any worse Than John Kenny. 
Uh, yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from with that one. Uh, Ralston, when I seen when I seen him burst onto scene, Gordon, I thought he's got a real future. There's a lot of good, positive things about him. He's been out and loan to a few clubs, but he's just not cemented that fullback position. Of course, that you can look at Sunday with the two fullbacks. They were they were terrible. You've got to say. Um, and it's something that needs addressed But I think Roger's right there And it's interesting Michael's talking about Play the young players, play the young players James Forrest, one player when it Was not in the team on Sunday And Celtic to reshuffle again And at the diamond, play Crisley People talk about he's not happy in the diamond McGregor's not good in the diamond They had to reshuffle everything Where is these Young players that Michael want to see Where Where is the next James a, Forrest? A, a lot of them are out on loan just now Because of circumstances Because of Covid Because there's no reserve league Because there's no youth fixtures A lot of them have gone out You know, down south Like I said, Lad mm. Robertson went down south For a couple of loan spells there's, there's guys dotted round The sort of lower leagues If you like, championship Even down into League 1 and League 2 So I'm not sure the depth is there Just look back to January When there was the 13 players missing Because of Covid You know, the likes of Armstrong, Oco, Flex Cameron Harper who I think's now moved on back to the MLS guys like that came into the team then and didn't win at home to Hibs didn't win at home to Livingston there's problem um, didn't look quite ready for the first team so if you throw them in these mm. four games and bear in mind the next two games are away to Aberdeen and away to Rangers I, get, I agree with you Roger I don't think that's I just want to ask about one name and we could probably do a full show on this because I suspect there's I a, a, a suspect, I suspect there's a bigger story um, but Celtic fans not being titled to expect Karamoko Dembele to be able to replace James Forrest in a one-off game by now? Well, I don't see Karamoko Dembele week in, week out. Um, I found it interesting that when all of these players were out of the team in January, he didn't start either game against Hibs. I think he got a few minutes in one of the games. So I don't know whether he's been troubled by injury, I don't know whether he's been troubled by anything else, or is he simply not fulfilling the potential that the club hoped he had? Yeah, anyway, that's probably off on a tangent because I think that's one we will debate again in the, the near future. Let's thank one Michael. Listen, if, if you are a Celtic fan out there, you don't need to be worried if your name is not Michael. Other names are available. But from one Celtic fan named Michael to another, take it away, Michael, number two. Good evening, guys. How are you doing, guys? From, uh, I'm, I'm Michael from Liverpool. Um, basically, I want to talk about I said about Rangers last year, but I honestly, I also want to make a point about Rain. This this was coming for a couple of years in my eyes about Rangers were coming, were getting stronger and stronger and stronger season by season. Um, but I wasn't fooled by the six 0 game either uh, against Livingston six 0 result because um, I'm not that easily fooled. And also, I want to say. About I agree with Michael um, because I think Odson Edward is overrated. He's very lazy. Now I think if he had a French football top on, he would have scored that because he seems to score for his country every time he plays for his country. He scored twenty-one times for Celtic this season. And but that's to me. He's to me. He's not a Moussa Dembele, right? And also, I want to say. It's breaking my heart, right? Because Celtic have took so, so long. They're not going to get Eddie Howe, right? So that's by Dubai. And basically, I just, I would sell a jetty, Austin Edward, Ryan Christie, Callum McGregor. I, I would get shot at most of them in my eyes. And basically, um, 
I, I just think, right, if Celtic were to, were to appoint that John Kennedy, right, I think Rangers would have dominated for years and years and years. But I still think, because Gerrard's got it, how, he got, how he's got it. Gerrard knows what he's doing. And he's got, he got his team organised. Celtic didn't play as a, as a unit like Rangers are doing. Rangers have done magic this season and in Europe as well. Um, but for me, I've never, ever rated Odson Edward because I think his first touch is garbage. Oh, that's a big shout, that. Yeah, Michael, number two from Liverpool, certainly going to have a clean sweep. Uh, get a lot of players out. He named the right few there. I do think it will be so, a big... Is Odson Edward's first touch garbage no, before Ed, we go any further? Ed, Edward's a very good talent, Gordon. Let's not be kidded here. Um, and also, if John Kennedy had pitched up at Ibrox in the Cup against Rangers on Sunday and left him out, he'd have come in for more criticism. I mean, that's not even going to happen, is it? No, it? never. So that showed you the boy is a talent. He'll be remembered on Sunday for penalty kick miss and obviously the, the chance that he's missed at uh, 2-0. Um, early into the second half but sometimes he doesn't have his greatest game and it's just um, you know the, the, the example got, of he, he players can't that... be Celtic's main problem this season or even close to it oh, can ab- he? No not at all absolutely not at all yeah. the, the main problem there's a lot to cover but you look from you can start your goalkeeper all the way out to your back four your two full backs um, everybody talks about middle to front's good I thought there was a wee bit a wee bit hope for them against Livingston. Now people go, oh, it's only mm. Livingston. But I thought the shape was good. They looked very comfortable in it. Forrest gets injured. They go to Ibrox. They go back to the old shape. It didn't happen. Didn't happen for Edward. But it doesn't make you a bad player. I mean, Roger, this notion that the Odson Edward is is lazy. Is, is that is that a lazy conclusion to jump to because I would imagine that if Odson Edward is not covering the same distance as his teammates or he's not putting in the same number of high intensity runs as his teammates Celtic would know that they'd have that data they would look to address it he has a very casual style and it makes him look nonchalant at times he's, he's going to dink penalties surely you can't have it both ways you can't have it saying oh he's, he's, he's so cool he, you know he's, he's so relaxed and then when he doesn't have a good game you get accused of being lazy He's an outstanding player He's one of the best players in the country Now Michael says If he were in a French jersey He would have scored those chances If he qualified for Scotland He'd be Scotland's nailed on centre forward Going to the Euros By a country mile He's an outstanding talent But he's an outstanding talent Who at the minute Is devoid of confidence And he's an outstanding talent A bit like the Browns and McGregors Who have seen some of their teammates Sold and leave the club And they've seen replacements come in Who aren't as good and, you know, if you're surrounded yourself, that's I'll tell you, if the guys round about you in the team aren't as good as the guys who used to be round about you in the team, then you're not going to look as good. And this is what Watson Edwards suffering with just now. Michael talks about selling him in the summer. I think the club will sell him in the summer because, as Hugh often says, you know, it's a commercial imperative. He's got a year to go in his deal. He's not going to sign another deal. So you either Yes you're selling him For commercial reasons Or not because you don't think He's very good Absolutely correct And the same might apply To Christopher Ayer And Olivier and Jam And Ryan Christie Thank you to Michael If you want to speak to us next Give us a call right now We'll hopefully hear from you After the travel with Stephen 
0141 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here. Pick up the phone if you want to speak to the guys, if you agree or disagree with what you've been hearing. Let's hear your take on it uh, We are on Twitter as well of course At Clyde SSB Just before the break A few Celtic fans on Giving us their take on What's happening Where things are going Craig Young tweeted in He agrees with the two Michaels Who've just been on Celtic have too many passengers this season Time for a mass clear out Let the lads play the last few games uh, And they have left it too late again For a new manager Next season's already a write off Says Craig um, Not a, a fairly glass half empty approach there But we'll, we'll wait and see Let's bring in uh, James in Paisley And then we'll get to Tommy Hi James How are you doing? Not bad at all What's on your mind tonight? It was just Listen first time caller I don't I know my listener I don't normally phone in But Good It was just on Michael Two, Michael Two from Liverpool <laughs> Yep mm, My God But that was To say that Odson Edward's not got a first touch Is beyond It's ludicrous to be honest with you That's just crazy Crazy talk As much as Celtic, well, we agree we weren't good on uh, Sunday. They still had clear-cut chances, the best clear-cut chances within the game. If, they go, if one of the chances go in, it's a different game. It's a different game of football. Yeah, I mean, his, his touch is arguably his, his main strength, is it not, James? Definitely. I mean, there was one occasion where the ball came out, I, I can't recall, the second half, it came out there and it just, it just dropped. He's just touched, dropped his feet and his layoff sometimes. His layoff is all done in... In one touch motion And they're away And they're springing an attack So I don't know where he's getting that His first touch And to say to get rid of McGregor And uh, I mean McGregor's got to be You've got to build your team around McGregor Going forward I think This is where it must be difficult Roger Because when you've had a, a really disappointing season And if you're a Celtic fan You you would maybe understand that temptation You'd say well, well nothing's worked this season So you know clear the lot out and start again But I mean how many football clubs are able to do that? I mean, literally rip up yeah. everything, get a full new team, and hope that you then get success. And that, that's that's a big ask, well, is it not? A, a lot of it will be ripped up. You know, Scott Brown is leaving. Yeah, the one, the to, ones, to that, the ones that we know about. But if you then start adding yeah, McGregor I, I, to the I mix, I genuinely and, don't think you can really add any more than the ones we do know about. Because you look at the ones who are involved in the squad at the weekend. Gordon Brown's leaving to go to Aberdeen, as one of the Michael said earlier on. The lone players. Laxalt will go Kenny will go El Yunusi will go Shane Duffy will go as well You then look at these guys Who have touched on Edward Ayer Christie and Cham Who have a year to go In their deals commercially they, They'll need to be sold So suddenly You're at You know An entire team going You might find fringe players Like Beaton and Rogic Leave the club as well El Hamid and Frimpong Went in January How many players Can you I don't think you can lose Any more than that There's obviously The possibility You know is going to New York Red Bulls There's a possibility That Lee Griffith's contract Might not be renewed as well Suddenly you're into Double figures Of players leaving the club And what that means is You then need to get Double figures Of players Coming into the club To replace them And when you have that level Of turnover of staff Thrown on top of A new manager A new sporting director A new chief executive It's very very difficult To Try and take on a team That looks settled That looks you know Really at the top of their game Yeah I mean Whether they've had good seasons or not mm-hmm. Gordon Just on a pure numbers And 
the overhaul that that would take is that's a that's, that seems a lot to take well, on. Well, I said uh, last week I was talking about ten. Rogers um, probably added to that list, and that's why my opinion is straightforward. Gone. Talk about managers. You need the manager in the building. This is massive. This isn't just a case of walking in, tweaking one or two players, getting one or two out, and then off you go and running. This is incredible job. It's so big. And I think that Celtic are doing are, are sleeping a little bit here. I, I know that obviously we don't know everything that's going on. There may be things behind the scenes that obviously we don't know. But I, me personally, if I was involved in that, I'd be getting the manager in now and saying, right, work starts now because we've got a lot of catching up to do. And Roger's right. You can't just then start going, right, McGregor, now McGregor's not had the impact this season as normal, but McGregor's a fantastic talent. So you you, you try everything to keep these sort of a guys. You don't just start saying, well, had a bad season, get him out, out as well. You leave yourself with nothing. But I just think that the manager's got to come in the building. James, a bit tight for time here, but will you give us a call back sometime? I will do. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Good man. Nice to hear from you, James and Paisley. What about Tommy, who's got Rangers on his mind? Take it away, Tommy. Hi, yeah. Listen, I was calling in about uh, Tavernier and mm-hmm. Parson situation, but just touching on what's been said there. If you look at the see the two squads that Rangers and Celtic have got, if you look at the players that didn't play for Rangers uh, on Sunday that would get into the Celtic team, McLaughlin, Tavernier, Katic, Jack, uh, probably Itton, Wright, Hadji, I mean, Celtic would probably have picked all of those players before the team that they picked. It makes John Kennedy's statement even more stupid than it was about on their day, um, because I don't think Celtic were missing anybody. But my point was, as far as Tavernier and Parsons concerned, I felt for some time that what the plan is uh, for Rangers is to sell Tavernier. I think they recognise that Parsons probably a better option. And let me just say very quickly that if Tavernier had not been injured this season, he might well have been the player of the season. He'd been spectacular, the goal scored, etc. I'm not saying anything... I'm not decrying Tavernier at all for his achievements this season. But sometimes defensively, he's a bomb scare. Uh, if you look at the games that Rangers have lost, sometimes Tavernier's in the opposition half when the cross comes in for his side. What what games are we talking about though Tommy I mean I was taken back to 2017 there That's the type of thing we used to get But does James Tavernier really get exposed that often nowadays? St Mirren St Mirren this season He was in the opposition half when they scored the goal You're now talking talking about the the one domestic defeat that that Rangers have had I mean you, you expect them to go through a full season And never be culpable for anything? It's happened a couple of times This season This season Benfica He was in the opposition Well He was certainly nowhere, nowhere near Where the cross came in from Right Tommy What's and Tavernier's biggest strength? What's his biggest strength? Why would you say he, was, he would have been player of the year? For what? For bombing forward right. For his free so kick you can't give him penalty. You can't give him a stick For being up the park And all of a sudden Getting caught out And all, and it's his fault he, I'm sure he's told To be up there you 100% know, and, and plus the fact You've got certain midfield players That's supposed to cover Those areas Because your full backs The way Rangers play And the way most Modern day full backs Play nowadays Will sometimes Get caught up the park So 
You're saying that Tavernier played a year Everything but I was to blame for a certain man goal Because he got caught off the park I, I, I don't agree with you as well about the defending I think he came in for a lot of criticism A couple of years ago I think he's improved in that as well I just think that You know having that security That that good back four that, The goalkeeper who's been terrific He must come in for player of the year as well Along with, with Davis But I just think Tavernier's improved so much and I think it's just the fact that the confidence he's got, uh, taking on the responsibility of the captain, just everything about it. But you can't just pick one or two games and say, well, Tavernier's defending, he was caught up the park. That's his job. The manager would tell them to get up into the forward areas and create goals. Yeah, I voted for him today as player of the year. I'll need to go back and watch his St Mirren and Benfica videos again. What do you know? Anyway, thank you, Tommy. We'll need to leave it there because we're already late for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It's time for you to step up to the beat the pundit plate. Plenty to come in the second hour, by the way. Big developments tonight. More drama on this European Super League stuff. It doesn't directly affect us, but we can't take our eyes off it. And the, based on the callers last night, I think you agree. So we'll maybe delve into some of that in the second hour. But beat the pundit first. Come on here, take on Gordon or Roger and win a signed ball. It is as simple as it sounds. 0141-951-1025 is the number you need. And you need to dial that number before 7 o'clock. Let's see what you've got. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Biel and Roger Hanna are here. So 0141-951-1025 if you want to join in. If you've been elsewhere since 6 o'clock Then I accept your apology What you've missed Nathan Patterson and James Tavernier Can they fit in the same team? How do they fit into the same team? We heard from John Kennedy Starting work with Dominic Mackay No one should be questioning the Celtic players' attitude at the weekend And so on If you've got any thoughts on them Keep them coming in And this story This European Super League The phone lines lit up when we spoke about it last night And there is now a strong suggestion that one of the big English clubs involved is withdrawing from it before it's even started. This one will not stand still. Let's do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. Your man's been in touch. Mr. B. Arthur. Updated league table for 2021. Still at the top on 87.5 win percentage, Andy Halliday. But tucked in just behind them. DL Roger Hanna and Alex Ray incidentally both, Alex Ray both on 85.7% win record yeah oh, oh, I, was, I thought I was the same as Halliday and then and Alex won on Monday where's DL ah, right, right, yeah, uh, you're next 64 oh, a big dropper right you're 20% behind them all the way down Keevans Wilson and Duffy with a 50% there so he sent me the the updated table let's see what tonight brings with Alan in Cambus Lang how's it going Alan how you doing guys not bad at all. How are you? Are you feeling confident? Um, that's not really. I've not done it before, but we'll see how we go. You one of these play along, mm. play along at home though? Do you usually do all right? Yeah, I'm not bad, not bad, but maybe a one or a two. That's a different story. Is it the thing there. is, by the way, I think last night I thought the questions were quite generous. Tonight, not so sure. Oh. Not so sure yet. Mm. Let's toss the coin and see who it is. It's heads. Roger Hanna tails. Gordon Diel. Oh, and it is heads. It's Roger oh. Hanna. But he does start on minus one, Alan. So it gives you a bit of a, an incentive Let me give Roger some Clyde 2 to listen to Yes, Clyde 2, good Yep, he's giving me the thumbs up 
Alan, I know you've never played before, so I'll quickly recap the rules. 30 seconds, answer as many questions right as you can, and if you don't know it, just pass quickly and we'll move on, okay? No worries. Right, let's go. Let me get my pen ready. 30 seconds going on the clock, and your time starts now. Who's currently on loan from Rangers to Hibs? Uh, pass. Who managed Kilmarnock immediately before Stevie Clark? Simon Murray joined Queen's Park after a stint playing on which continent? Italy Name the only other SPFL team Barry Ferguson played for apart from Rangers What is this a disaster pass? Just keep going Who's Celtic's current longest serving player from outside the UK and Ireland? Oh jeez oh that's a nightmare again Name either country Pedro Right come on I've started the question you've got a chance Name either either country Pedro Cachinha managed in Apart from Scotland Portugal Okay let's bring back Roger Hanna Roger can you hear us? Yes Same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts now Who's currently on loan from Rangers to Hibs? Pass Who managed Kilmarnock immediately before Stevie Clark? Pass Simon Murray joined (laughs) Queen's Park after a stint playing on which continent? Africa Name the only SPFL team Barry Ferguson's played for other than Rangers Clyde Who's Celtic's current longest serving player from outside the UK or Ireland? A... Near Beaton uh, Name either country Pedro Cachinha managed in apart from Scotland Mexico Okay, okay Now Alan, they were hard Oh, You're being... Alan, you're harsh on yourself, I can tell You were... You were Alan oh, was telling me I'll never ju- live it down, I can't believe it's the Italy one Alan when was saying during, during the contest He was going This is a disaster Oh they're they, By the way They were hard Alan they really? were, Alan they were tough They Roger, were I promise you Roger You could have started Minus one Not got a question right And still win this <laughs> Well <laughs> I'm a I still don't know The first two answers But they were They were yeah. tough They were tough Oh Jamie Murphy Who's Jamie on loan Murphy. From Rangers ah, to Hibs Jamie ah, Murphy Do you know, that, so that's, what, keep... that's one of them That with a bit of time It's easy But you know Up, oh, five up against it You're not getting it Okay so it's nil nil Um who managed Kilmarnock immediately before Stevie Clark? It's Lee, Lee, Lee McCulloch. Oh, oh. Right, of Alan. Course. Alan, I believe in always having a positive spin. You tell all your pals, right, that after two questions you are level with Roger Hanna. He's actually one up. Oh, that, that, exactly. The, you're, the one up. you're one up because he starts on minus one, right? So it's all going. It's fine. You're winning. He, it took him until <laughs> question three to equalise. Simon Murray joined Queen's Park after a stint playing on which continent? You went Gordon DL on me, Alan. Oh, I wouldn't. You went Gordon DL on me. What did he say? What did he say? Italy. (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing at. Hold on a minute. Well done. If there is one man that cannot laugh at that, it is you. I. I, Oh, listen, I'm with Alan there. I just said something. Two words for you, Beavis Mugabe. Exactly. Listen, I'm with Alan. United States of. Arab. 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 Well done, words. Alan. Good answer. <laughs> Unlucky. It is Africa. You know, I've got him on the ropes, guys. It's fine. <laughs> it's on the ropes. It is Africa. Uh, it was South Africa to be specific. So that's your level. That's like that, that, that is game on. Name the only SPFL team Barry Ferguson played for other than Rangers. It was Clyde. One appearance, I think, as player manager. Sneaky. Did Alan get it? No, he didn't. That's a, no. That's, that's, he's a bad place. No, but it's only one nil. That's the way to look at it. He's only oh, one behind. Yeah. Celtic's current longest serving player from outside the UK or Ireland is Tom Rogic <laughs> So I mean Alan, Roger is having a stinker here, you're just a bit worse um, And it's still only 1-0 Name either country Pedro Cachinha has managed in Now you're going to have to give me a steward's inquiry here producer Callum Because I made a mess of this question Has Pedro Cachinha managed in Portugal? 
He has And Roger Hanna got the other one You went Mexico mm. Yeah So does that mean 2-1 Did Alan get it? Alan got it oh, f- It's three countries isn't it Because it was in, Was it not in the so. UAE as well? Yeah it was just that, You just that, had to that, name one of them That's the United Arab Emirates Yeah so you just had to name one of them So that was a So you got one Alan That's the important thing But Roger got three Minus his one He beats oh, you 2-1 Alan oh. Not as bad as you thought Good game Do you know I don't think that's a true reflection of the score <laughs> Alan, Alan, nonsense It's a results driven business You lost narrowly To one of the finest Beat the pundit well done, contestants Roger, of all well time. Uh, Alan, Alan can you do me a big favour mate <laughs> uh, I thought yeah. you were brilliant tonight Do me a big favour Give us a wee phone And maybe Thursday About 7 o'clock <laughs> I want to get my no stats problem. up I was, re- I was hoping it was going to be you The first time yeah. But then I remembered What happened to Frank and Frank So <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant Alan You were a good sport Really appreciated that It was Alan And Camus Lang See I, I was worried there Because the question was originally Right This is the beauty of live radio Name either country Pedro Cushinha's managed in Since his Rangers stint But that's not what I said So I had to be fair to Alan uh, And include right, right. I see what you include Portugal Yeah, yeah. There we yeah, go yeah. But anyway You rusty tonight Hannah Oh terrible And it is true but, you know, You're can, lucky Alan was sitting the other end of the phone on, It is very true If you don't get off The first question is a key A good start It can It can. It was a wee bit difficult but, tonight Gordon yeah, I They were, they were difficult yeah. I, Yep I agree with you I, I quite think, often think they're difficult On a Monday for Alec and Hugh I think but, no, I, I think tonight. producer Callum Took it to heart Because they were quite easy last night And I think you oh, I'm going to show them Mixed up a little came bit Came out swinging um, yeah, yeah I think so I mean, some of the if you were some of the other questions that we didn't get to murder. Anyway, right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to talk, Nathan Patterson, James Tavernier, John Kennedy, Dominic Mackay, Eddie Howe, Odson Edward, whatever it may be, you are more than welcome. We're here until eight oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. But this European Super League has gripped everyone's imagination, and according to widespread widespread reports this evening, Chelsea. Are going to withdraw from this thing And there's even suggestions that Man City Could be on the wobble as well But Sky Sports News Amongst others reporting that Chelsea are preparing Documents to formally withdraw From the proposed breakaway Super League It lasted a day For some of them Roger Hanna um, An incredible story um, I listened to about the Monday Night Football Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher last night The interviews before and after the game with Jurgen Klopp Were fascinating um, his condemnation of the idea Alec Ferguson the night before His condemnation of the idea Everyone from Boris Johnson To David Beckham To players from the clubs affected James Milner I thought spoke well I believe Luke Shaw at Manchester United Has released a statement tonight And I watched At half past 11 last night I watched the review of the papers on Sky News Usually filled with all the political Political debate on the front pages Every front page Every front page had this story on From the Daily Star to the Financial Times And they spent 20 minutes debating The relative merits of this project And none of it was in the positive camp If you like, Gordon Um, This is football, but not as we know it It is to be hoped that Chelsea And anyone else who's wavering Not only wavers, but pulls out of this ridiculous idea before it gets any further off the ground I mean it's dramatic stuff Peter Cech Who obviously has a, a management position at Chelsea now Has arrived at the Has arrived at the, the stadium tonight Met by protesters And has, has got, 
Listen, he'll never compete with us. He, he wasn't quite Pedro in the bush, right? Mm-hmm. But he's he's out there. He's oh, in amongst them, and he's he's debating with them, Roger, and he's saying, you know, kind of, don't worry, we'll sort this out. And there's banners and there's fans all round about, and hot on the heels of that, Chelsea are, are apparently pulling out. Looks like it's the beginning of the end for them. It really is incredible stuff, and lots of you came on here and spoke so well on the topic last night. So if you've got any thoughts, get them in right now in the phones. We will, as always, try and make it a bit more about. Us. Gary McAllister says he's disappointed to see his former club Liverpool Part of that European Super League He's worked with Steven Gerrard of course To try and restore Rangers standing on the continent He's got ambitions to compete in the Champions League next season After winning our top flight this campaign Money is a big part of, of, of being in professional football We're, we're striving hard to, to get good to, to, to do well in Europe I, I think We've done that, and that is that has enhanced the, the, the coffers here. Um, what I would say as well, during that period of, of 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 some decent runs in Europe, our coefficients went up, and that is also that that has helped other teams in Scotland as well. So we we are we are proud of being champions of Scotland, and we want to go in to do well in, in European competition, and that's we've got to try and do that. And then in, in that, the fact is that we do help other teams in our league. So. That's very much where we are, we are at this moment on, the, on that. This is just a move too far for me. I, I, I don't see football, it's an elite sport with elite people in it, but it's a game of the fans. It's, it's the fans game. And you, you, you look at the backlash today, there's not many supporters of it at all. And, and I understand that. I mean, I've seen a lot of people though, Roger, saying that it, it, in many places it stopped being the fans game a long time ago yeah. and the horses bolted and we go back to 92 and Sky Money and, and look at... You know, are we now supposed to believe that, that UEFA have all these morals and strong beliefs to fans when look at what they've done to European competition in recent years? What, what do you make of, of that? Is that valid? and Or, or has, it been, has it been overshadowed because this is just way, way worse? If you, if you look at the proposal, the proposal was going to be for 20 clubs, Gordon. I think they were going to split it into two leagues of 10, play it midweek. The top four teams in each of the, the, the two groups would then meet from quarterfinals onwards. Um... It wouldn't surprise me if somewhere down the line Something like that format Came to pass in European football The problem people have with this Gordon Is that there needs to be a meritocracy You need to earn the right for that Look at Leicester City under Brendan Rodgers Look at West Ham under David Moyes They have If the league finished tomorrow They'd be above Chelsea and Liverpool And Tottenham and Arsenal And they would have earned their place in the Champions League Just because you were once a big team doesn't mean you should suddenly be in a closed shop of 20 big institutions and there should be no promotion or relegation and no matter how bad you are, you can never be replaced by teams coming up through. Look at look at it in Scotland. Hamilton Ackies, seven years, eight years coming on in the top flight. Now, Hamilton Ackies are a small club, but in the time they've been in the Premiership, Rangers, Hearts, Hibs, Dundee United, Dundee, five established Scottish clubs have all been out of the top flight for different reasons Football's a meritocracy If Hamilton do well, if Livingston do well If St Johnson do well They deserve to do well They should never be shut out of the opportunity To mm. succeed in football West Ham and Leicester and Everton and Newcastle Should never be shut out of the chance to succeed This is where the problem arises with European Super League Not the fact that big teams are going to you know, play big teams That's the way it's always been It's the fact they want to do it as a closed shop And protect themselves forever Let's bring in David Who's in Cumbernauld What are your thoughts or, or questions surrounding this David? 
you know, um, I just uh, watching it all going on is absolutely fascinating. It must be the most turbulent time in recent memory in football, but there might be an up an upside to it if these uh, big six teams get flung out of the English Premier League. That would leave a big, huge gap in English Premier League with eye- eyeballs. And could a move for the old firm to the English Premier League be on with that in mind? So let me get this straight. We are against teams being invited into the European Super League and not playing their way into it. So the solution to that is going to be invite Celtic and Rangers into the English Premier League and not have them play their way into I, it. I understand the point David makes. You know, David's saying if these teams are going away and, and football is going to be redrawn, then I think all bets would be off, Gordon. But. I Could you see it happening, Roger? That listen, sort of a listen. As I'm a traditionalist, yeah, I, I like the Scottish Premiership the way it is. Mm-hmm. I like the English Premier League the way it is. The Champions League. I, th- I, I think football is not broken, and if it's not broken, it doesn't but, need fixed. But, but, but what we're saying is, that obviously, there've been talk for years about Rangers yeah. Celtic going to England. Would that? Be an avenue now If that happened I don't I think the backlash to this Is incredible Gordon I watched a bit of What Roger was saying there Sky The pundits Managers You certainly weren't watching The paper review At half eleven On Sky News No 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 I certainly wasn't watching that Um, But the backlash Has been incredible Chelsea already Are starting to Look like they're going to fold I think there's other clubs there because as much as you say nowadays with corporate and the prices and it's it's still a fans game, and I just don't think with many in the top managers you look at Klopp's interview last night as well. They're passionate about it, Sir Alex Ferguson. Guys that know what football's all about, so but, I don't see it happening. I know that's a lot of money involved. But I don't see it I think it'll fold Is there is there not a, a slight contradiction there though David Where lots of people Are angry about the The invitation element to this But you're now saying That it could lead to An invitation for Celtic and Rangers To join the English Premier League Is that not a bit of a contradiction? I think it's more um, with the, Let's be honest These big six teams Bring our, It's about eyeballs On television screens uh, That's what gets the money In, in your league and uh, if these big six teams are are going, I would think maybe I'm not saying there's a, it's going to happen, but there would be a better chance than ever that something could happen because Rangers and Celtic bring eyeballs to television screens. Yeah, see, I, I don't doubt that, Roger. But today the reaction has been, you know, strong words from Everton. Th- this is a disgrace. You know, yeah, they would be the type yeah, of clubs yeah. that would feel hard done by. So if Celtic and Rangers get the invite to the English Premier League, what would Middlesbrough, Watford, Swansea You know, yeah. th- think of that Yeah, I, I agree with that but Is that I, not the same thing? I, I, I see where David's coming from If this Super League did get off the ground And I have to say tonight It's looking considerably less likely than it was last night I, I would think all bets would be off in football I think you could start redrawing what we know As the sort of traditional map of football But my hope is That this European Super League Doesn't get off the ground And the status quo prevails we have the Champions League, we have the Europa League, there's a new UEFA Conference League starting next season that's going to see potentially the, the likes of a Hibs mm. or an Aberdeen or a Livingston in it, maybe St Johnson in it, it's something a bit different. And I think the domestic leagues here are quite exciting. You saw, you know, Leeds-Liverpool last night, Gordon. It's, it's Leeds-Liverpool surely is as exciting as Borussia Dortmund-Liverpool or 
Leon Liverpool or something like that on a Monday night certainly it's easier for Liverpool fans to get to you would think so you, you can't leave the fans behind thank you David 01419511025 keep them coming taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here Lots of calls coming in The phone lines are lighting up About this European Super League If you've got that or anything else On your mind Get your calls in And um, the crazy pony Never misses an opportunity He's on with A very relevant Full time teaser Now as always It's going to take a little bit of explaining Bear with me But once we get one or two of the answers We'll be up and running Can you name The last player to score Against each of the 12 founding European Super League clubs Who's also played for a Scottish side However oh God. There are only Eight players on the list Because obviously one of A couple of them have done it Against more than one team You see where I'm going with that? Sorry, help me with that again Gordon So can you name the last player To score against each of the 12 Founding European Super League clubs Who've also played For a Scottish side Now there are only eight names on the list Because some of the answers Will have done it against Multiple teams Right I'm going to say a silly answer oh, Like Craig Bellamy or something like that I mean Man's... no No Because the, No But they'll all be more recent than that Just any guys that have scored Right You're looking for guys that have scored against Man City or Arsenal or Chelsea yeah, yeah. or AC Milan or Barca And That's... have played up here Alright oh, so this is likely to be this season sort of thing oh, People... Or in the last couple, in the last yeah. couple. Right, right 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 So not Does scored Does not... scored any? He's not one Not scored for Rangers or Celtic no. against Just guys who have scored yes. Against these teams mm-hmm. I'm with so, you. Tierney could have scored but Exactly yeah, yeah That's an example That wasn't right But it was a good example So you might think well, Right who, who who would be The last player To score against And are there any Current old firm players Are we looking Yes Because yeah. one of them Was a European tie There is so one Celtic Milan this season Correct I can't even remember Who that was Celtic Milan this season El Yanusi? Nope. Um, I'm trying to think who. He played at the weekend. Christie. Yes, yeah. Ryan Christie. Right. So you see where we're going with this? I do. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to make it even easier for you because the last player to score against Spurs, who's played up here, was Jordan Thompson at Stoke. And you'll never get that, right? Well, you will ah, never. I didn't you'll never get that. But the rest, are totally, the rest are totally doable. They really are. Okay, okay. Well, apart from one, actually, but we'll get to, we'll get to him later on. So for you know, right? So for instance, who might be the last player that scored against Chelsea that's also played up here? So you're just looking English Premier League big names that have played up here, basically. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm... you know, maybe Scottish guys, maybe guys that have been on loan. What about John McGinn? No, but you're on the right track. What about McTominay? No, but again, still on the right track. Robertson. No. Armstrong Yes Stuart Whoa. Armstrong he is, is, Who did he score He against? scored against Arsenal In know? January Alright So you're actually now only looking for Ryan, One, two Ryan Fraser You're only looking for five more No No No, we'll leave it there Right, okay uh, Let's bring in Craig and Cardonald Speak to us, Craig How you doing, guys? Good um, I've listened over a couple of days With this European Super League And I've listened to Players from these top six clubs come out and say that it's not fair, it dilutes the the, the, the challenge of football and it does all this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And how it, 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 it's only set up for the top teams. The Champions League is only set up for the top teams. 
hasn't been a winner outside the four top leagues of the Champions League in the last 19 years nearly. Every single team that's won the Champions League for the last 18 to 19 years has came from the top four leagues. Mm-hmm. England, Spain, Germany and Italy. Every single team. There hasn't been a, a team won the English Premier League since 1994. Apart from Leicester, the only other team to win it is Blackburn outside the top four teams in England. Football has now became an elitist sport whereby which the clubs with the most money will ultimately always win. Scottish Premier League is prime candidate for that. I think the last team to win it was, was Dundee United Aberdeen mm-hmm. nearly 30 years ago was the last team to ever oh, win the Scottish yeah, Premier League. on beat the pundit last night. You know what I mean? 36 years ago. So we're, so we're sitting saying that this isn't good because it's money and it's you kind of get relegated and no other team will win. Yeah. Most of these big leagues, no other teams bar the top teams have ever won it. Leicester won it, yes. If you were to take that, Leicester won it mm. after a billionaire bought the club and sank hundreds of millions of pounds into it, which then gave Leicester aside that were capable of winning the league. Probably won't come close, probably won't win it again, give or take. Manchester City, a great team with a big history. But let's be honest, up until Sheikh Mansour bought Manchester City, Manchester City were nowhere to be seen. They weren't challenging for pretty much anything. Sheikh Mansour buys them, sinks billions into them, and all of a sudden, Manchester City are a force to be reckoned with in English football. And it's the same all over Europe. The Champions League is the Champions I mean, we're sitting talking about, I think it was Gary McAllister had said there, yeah, the coefficients come up and we can generate more revenue and we're going to try and get into the Champions League this year and the team that wins the league next year gets straight in. That's brilliant. But it's the Champions League. Surely the champions of Scotland beat Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen, Hearts, Motherwell, anybody. Surely they should be given automatic entry to that league. Automatic, because it's the Champions League. Why is it always the top four? Why are the top four teams in England, or sorry, the second, third and fourth teams in England more important than the top team in Scotland? Well, money, you answered it yourself, didn't you, earlier on? Money. It comes to money. So this European Super League is all mm. built around Money, the ability to generate revenue. Football is a business. The minute we let Sky Sports come in and pay billions of pounds a year to the English Premier League to show their games, we st- football, yes, it is a fan's game. But sometimes I think what the fans... And so I can be... I can, I can, I can, I can be like it as well. You forget, ultimately, first and foremost, as we've shown with Angels when... Unfortunately, Rangers had to go down. That came down to money and a business decision. That wasn't a decision that was made purely on footballing history. If it was made in footballing history, nobody would have sent Rangers down. Because let's be fair, Scottish football was the poorer. I'm a Celtic fan. It was the poorer for Rangers going down. It suffered. Scottish football as a as a property suffered. But it was made as a business decision based on how much money... And that's what fans need to remember now. Football stopped being the community team, the community sport, the sport that brought all the community together. The minute you started playing players 250,000, 500,000, 100,000 a week, 
and paying two hundred odd million pounds for a player. Mm. Stop being about that. It started being a business and being about money, and the most amount of money that these businesses can bring in. I can imagine thousands of people listening and just nodding along to every single word that Craig is saying, Roger Hanna. Yeah, listen, it's difficult to argue really with, with any of the points Craig has made. The, the problem is, it's for a long time now been about the money. You know, the Champions League, when it was first brought into being, I think 92, 93, that was the first step. It was the same year actually that the English Premier League was founded and broke away from the old you know, English Football League down there. And that, that was the start of it. Um, up here, I think it took to 97, 98 before the SPL broke away from the old Scottish Football League. And again, it's all to do with money. It's all to do with TV audience. It's all to do with broadcast deals. And it's all to do with big clubs wanting to be bigger, uh, wanting to be financially stronger, and wanting to get an edge in the competition. Now, up here, that has led to the old firm clubs getting bigger than anyone else. You know, you speak there about no one outside the top two winning the league for the last 36 years you probably go another 36 before it will happen again I would suggest to you and it is the same in England I, actually I don't think it's quite as bad as England because now and again you know whether it is Jack Walker and Blackburn whether it is you know the the, the family that bought in and took over at Leicester City um, you know it, it's money that's behind the, these dreams the, the times when it was Brian Clough at Nottingham Forest winning the league. Those days will never ever happen again. I suppose the outrage, Craig, is pr- the outrage is probably coming from. And by the way, loads of people agree with that. You know, agree with you in in the sense that you know, is this really anything new? Is this not been going on for ages? Why are we all acting so shocked? Is it perhaps because whilst you might feel the Champions League is is skewed in favour of the big teams, this is closed. You know that this is a closed shop. This is invite only. Yes, the Champions League they've made it pretty difficult uh, for our teams to get there, but it, but it can still be done. You're a, you're a Celtic fan. You've had wonderful nights in the Champions League not too long ago. Rangers will hope to do that next season. It's skewed, but but this is closed. This seems like a whole new level of of unfair, does it not? It is unfair to a point, but when the Champions League came about, everybody said that that was unfair. That wasn't fair because the champions of the smaller nations like Scotland, Holland, um, Hungary, Romania, the champions of these so-called countries would never get into that automatically. They would need to fight their way through that. The Champions League was UEFA's dream set up for the big clubs, the Manchester United, the Chelsea's, the Liverpool's, the Arsenal's, the AC Milan's, the Inter Milan's. Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Real Madrid. These teams are in it every year. You can hmm. okay, Manchester United have had a, a bit of a skew with, right? But barring last two or three years, they're pretty much in and out every year. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It is undeniably skewed, but it, there, there's, there's still a distinction between this, Gordon, because you know it, it might be skewed, but you're still going to need to do something, which means that you, you qualify for the Champions League, yeah, whether it is finish a certain place in, in your mm. own domestic division, or yeah, and then you might have to come through qualifying rounds. It is unfair. It is skewed, and maybe it's just the lesser of two evils. Then that's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to defend you, Aoife, far from it. But the, the, the reason that people are so Shocked by this is that there's not there's not even there's not even a skewed qualification route. It's not like the door is only slightly ajar. It's, it's shut. It's invitation. Look at Arsenal. Look at um, well, Arsenal are probably the prime example this season as to how how bad they've been. 
and therein that there is there is quite, Tottenham Hotspur quite literally no link yeah. to, to how good a football team you I, are. I think I think Craig makes some fantastic points, Gordon. I really do, and it's very hard to argue with the points. But you're right; you can't have a closed shop. You've got to have an avenue, and I do agree with them. With the, and I think there's a lot of people been on this show saying, "Well, it's the Champions League. Why is not the champions of the country?" Get right through into the Champions League. I agree with that, right? But once again, it does go down to greed. It goes down to money. You look at down to England, the top four. But you've got to have an avenue. You've got to have an avenue for, you know, people will phone in here and say one. Like even, even if it's a narrow, bumpy avenue that you don't think you can negotiate, yeah. it's better than not having but, one but at people, all. Is that but you you've mean? got to have people phone in here, at, like a Celtic fans. And one of my greatest nights was when Tony Watt scored against Barcelona. Yeah. You've got to have something for that, Gordon. And this system uh, isn't and, and and the reason I know what Craig's saying But see the backlash And just watching the news And the the, the, the Even the modern day managers mm. Like Jurgen Klopp for well, instance well, but, he, you know, Breaking news tonight Man City are now telling organisers They do not wish to be part of the European not gonna, Super It's not going to happen Bars- and ba- Barcelona as well By the looks of it I mean Chelsea's kick off of the game tonight Against Brighton has been delayed Because of fans outside and so on this is falling like a, a pack of cards Roger yeah. Hanna Listen Two nights of criticism And super scoreboard ah, And that's exactly. enough We're To redraw off. the map uh, Thank you very much Craig You made some unbelievably Pertinent points I think lots of people Will be agreeing with you Hopefully you'll join us again soon Let's bring in Mary Who's in Glasgow Hi Mary Hi Yeah thanks for taking my call guys um, Really it was it's Very similar to what You've all been talking about But I think it's really interesting That with this Super League happening with the English teams, how there's such an uproar when there's never been anything like this in regards to the amount of money that was taken away from Scottish football and diverted to English teams. There's never been a big you know, backlash about the lack of funds that comes up here. Um, and I know you've all talked about it is all about money and greed and if these big teams are consistently getting the big money, they're able to buy the good players. There's no level playing field. The little teams are never going to be able to compete with that. And this is very interesting that there's a massive uproar because it's English mm. teams that are now doing this Super League. I think also, you know, Mary, though, I think maybe, you're, you're absolutely right financially, but I think because this is now... And Roger you can feel free to disagree This is now straight into It actually having a a, a real Football side to it as well Where it is no longer a meritocracy It's not even close, it's a close shop You cannot get relegated from this thing It's like You you can't get relegated from it So so Mary's right You know, We perhaps perhaps should be outraged At the the financial disparity That we've we've had going on in recent years But, But this is where the this is where the, the outbursts of anger has come from recently is because we've never seen anything like this football competition that you cannot get relegated now, from. Here, here's one for you, right? I follow, as you know, the NFL in the States. Oh, now, I was going to send this to sleep here. There, there is no promotion or relegation there. You know, it's the same 32 teams every season and it builds up to the Super Bowl. And it's the same teams in, I believe, the, the NBA, it's the same teams mm-hmm. in the, the NHL. The American audience is used to these closed shop situations. So it doesn't surprise me that Fenway Sports Group who own Liverpool, the Glazer family who own Manchester United, also own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won the Super Bowl. It doesn't surprise me that they think this is a good thing going forward. They don't see the problem with sport without meritocracy. But the tradition for us in Europe, 
football watchers in Europe is to have a meritocracy, to give everyone a chance, to give everyone a dream, Gordon. It doesn't matter whether you are Burnley or Brighton, maybe Breaking City stretching it a bit, but everyone should have well, a we dream. Might, we might get to them. Everyone mm. should have that goal in the first day of the season. You always think, we can win our league, we can be promoted. These American people want to take that dream away from football Mary, fans. Mary, how do we? This is the we could be here all night. Can can we ever redress the balance then of the, the stuff that you're looking to fix? I don't know. That's that's why I think this is even being talked about because things have been allowed to get outrageous with money in terms of football. Um, I mean, the amount of money that footballers are being paid it's it's just it's absolutely obscene, really, and. and that's the problem and that's why I think this has been thought as this is this will be okay yeah. but that's what it's all about is just monopolising where the finances go and that just makes the game so unfair it's already unfair so you're spot on you know that's that's my point is that it's, there's this uproar about this but there's never been an uproar about the way the, the Scottish League has been treated in terms of the sponsorship mm. and, yeah. and even the, the way that the games are shown yeah, I wonder if it's because it's more of a gradual thing and it doesn't hit you at once. And I, I, I think you're right. I think there's there's a lot of sense in there, Mary. Um, thanks for taking the time. It was really nice to speak to you. I mean, Roger, we we've done lots of tone deaf things in in our leagues, no doubt about it. But I, I am struggling to to get my head around just how tone deaf this has been. I mean, in one day, the fans have gone crazy, pundits, everyone else, and already. Man City are out Chelsea are out There are others talking about following They're saying that the, the 12 are going to meet tonight To discuss it What did you think was going to happen? Tell them mother will log in <laughs> Yeah And uh, You know To announce it On a Sunday Without really fully informing Even your employees There was Jurgen Klopp last night In a horrible position Basically having to Take all the flack on his shoulders For something that, that he didn't want either you know, Pep Guardiola today, manager of Manchester City, against it. Looks to me, Peter Cech at Chelsea tonight, against it. Luke Shaw at Manchester United, Sir Alec Ferguson at Manchester United, against it. This is four mega-rich families who own these football clubs, wanting to become even more rich, but being completely out of touch with the people who so, made these yeah. football clubs great So did they genuinely not consider That fans might be angry about this Or, or, or did they did they underestimate the, the scale of that anger Or did they think they could just Deal with the anger for a little bit And then it would go away I think it was a case of money talks Gordon I really do I just think they had the power They weren't interested in the fans And I would guarantee They did not expect What happened Over the last day And by the way You you can't really start Well done Man City Well done Chelsea You know because You wanted to go Until it it became clear You can't say well done To people like Jurgen Klopp And James Milner And say well done To people like Pep Guardiola Who have the courage To stand up And speak out On behalf Mm. of the fans Rather than speak out Effectively On behalf yeah. of their bosses uh, Right On this teaser Can you name the last player To score against And this, this question's already redundant Because they're falling But can you name the last player To score against Each of the 12 Founding European Super League clubs Who've also played For a Scottish side Right What teams have we got so, right. I'm going to go through have... the answers Because it's easier For instance right. right Arsenal are in there Who is the last player To score against Arsenal That's played up here Stuart Armstrong Right, AC Milan are in it. Who was the last player to score against AC Milan that's played up here? It's Ryan Christie. So you're 
you're, you're getting there. Oh, 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 right. Was the Manchester United when Ole Burke? Yes. Do you remember it this season? Yeah, Sheffield United. So there we go. So you're nearly there. You're home and hose because. Did the like Bellis score against City? Uh, no, he's not the last one no. to score against City that's played up here. You're only a couple away because there's one guy. If you can get this one guy, he is the last player to play up here to score against Liverpool, Chelsea, and City. So one answer wipes three of them out. And where is he playing just now? Oh, I can't tell you that. It's not Stephen Aismith, is it? What I will tell you is he played up here, but not for Celtic or Rangers. We'll get that next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Let's move quickly because I want to take another call on this teaser. Can you name the last player to score against each of the 12 founding ESL clubs who's also played up here? That might sound like a confusing question, but when you hear the answers, for instance, the last player to score against Man U that's played up here is Ollie Burke. Last one to do it against uh, AC Milan is Ryan Christie. Arsenal is Stuart Armstrong. I told you I was taking Jordan Thompson out against Spurs because that's just brutally difficult. Mm. The one I gave you a wee clue before the break. He played up here, not for Celtic or Rangers, and he's the last one to do it against Liverpool, Chelsea and City. So he tells you what league he plays in. Yeah, and who produced? The one and only me. Because he's had a nightmare. James Madison Aberdeen Brilliant James <laughs> Leicester City Madison okay. or, or James Madden as you called him You did call him Madden <laughs> J.M <laughs> Right I'm going to have to steer you right And by the way The next caller might be able to help us on this And I'll explain that in a minute Think of the Spanish teams that are in it So Barca Real Atletico Madrid So you need a guy that scored against all of them All of them And has played up here So this is one player who's done the three Yep I'm giving you an extra clue Oh, That's good Really good That's good You're still looking for Inter UV Anyway Let's bring in Graham Who Listen how's th- this? Is, Graham's going to know his stuff on this Because not only is he a Rangers f- fan Originally from Bishop Briggs He now resides in Madrid And keeps an eye on Getafe oh, Come on Graham As well Graham uh, You don't don't need to answer the quiz Forget that What's your take on this Super League That f- seems to be falling apart already Graham? Well, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure whether I'm a get a Getafe fan yet or a Getafe <laughs> fan yet. Um, but if these if the proposed Europa Super League goes ahead, then it certainly will be. Um, I just wanted to like raise the point that the the drivers behind this proposed Europa Super League seem to be Real Madrid and Barcelona. And there was a recent study done by PricewaterhouseCoopers, sanctioned by La Liga that showed across the two top divisions post-COVID, Spanish football is set to lose a billion euros. Uh, the best case scenario is 825 million euros, but the worst case scenario being 1.2 billion euros. And that was a report done by PricewaterhouseCoopers. And so I think the Spanish, the top Spanish teams have been propped up by government for so long that they are now really proposing this purely purely to keep themselves afloat. And I think uh, the other teams have been suckered into it. What's the reaction been like in, in Spain then, Graham? Because over here, you know, widespread condemnation, can barely see anyone who's in favour of it. I wonder if, if does everywhere feel the same? I've not, I've not met a, a fan that's for it. In fact, I, I did meet. I, I met one fan who was for it, but he—he's what I would call an armchair football fan. 
he's never been to the Bernabeu. He, he calls himself a Real Madrid fan, but he's never actually witnessed a game. Mm. And he's like, why not have the best teams watch the best teams? I also spoke to an American who had the same opinion. And I think they just don't get the concept of football, of meritocracy, and the chance of your team yeah, I mean that's a, that's a, that's interesting. I wonder if I wonder if Graham's just underlined this full issue, Roger. I always try not generalise, but armchair fans who've got no interest in going to games and never have and don't really understand that bond, they're 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 bound to they're bound to like it. They're bound to think it's a good idea. Americans who are used to no relegation and closed shop competitions, they're bound to like it as well. But other than that, European football fans, certainly football fans in this country. You're going to struggle to find much support for something like this Yeah, tradition here dictates As we said earlier on, it needs to be a meritocracy There needs to be, you know, the chance for teams to come through their leagues To, you know, perform well To fulfil their ambitions, fulfil their dreams We spoke earlier on, you know, about some of the teams that have come in You know, not so long ago, Livingston Ross County They weren't You know They weren't even In the league Inverness Canley Thistle Have come into the league There's, You know the Other teams have come into the league In the last few years And they need to be given That opportunity To grow And succeed And, and have A goal at the end of it to, to get up the leagues Maybe get to a cup final Maybe play against The big teams If you take away The meritocracy of sport th- There is nothing yeah. left G- Graham, This might well fall on its face And it looks like it's going to I wonder if the damage is done though I mean over here in England Everyone knows now that, that Chelsea and Man City Wanted to leave And and then For want of a better expression There's a, a few Glasgow expressions That would cover this But they they got scared They got cold feet When the reaction became so large Similarly in Spain I mean even if it doesn't happen Is the damage already done now Everyone knows that Barca, Real, Atletico All wanted to In Spain is that the, 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 the reaction might not be as Um might not be as vocal as the the English mm-hmm. clubs, but I would say that um, looking at Germany's clubs' response to it, I think you have to look at Ger- Germany's clubs as a model for football going forward, with a, a certain level of fan representation, fifty one percent, I believe it is in Germany. Yeah. That just that just prevents this kind of ludicrous idea from coming to fruition ever again and and the future of football. And that's not to say that UEFA and FIFA don't have their foibles, but it is to say that an NBA-style non-relegation system is not what football is all about. And I think the German teams take a lot of respect for the way they handled it immediately and just refuse to participate. And that Europa Super League without Bayern Munich... Is impossible Yeah it's, it's a good point Roger But the, we could do a whole Series of shows on that there, yeah. there, there are reasons For that Whether it be Culturally The way that The fan relationship With the clubs Is is in Germany Maybe Economic factors as well the, the, the whole system Is just Efficiently geared Towards Being able to resist This stuff in a way That the other leagues can only dream of 100% And um, it was interesting PSG as well Who you would have thought yeah. Might have been in the vanguard yeah. Of something like this They resisted as well I think um, I think the Middle Eastern owners of PSG Have particularly tight bonds With uh, Alexander Seferin The president of UEFA mm. They didn't want to be seen To be betraying What he has brought to the table So If this collapses 
I think we'll all be happy Well it's been a good laugh For a couple of nights We might be done We might never talk about it again But it's been good fun anyway And thanks for sharing your thoughts Graham uh, In Madrid Right you've got a couple more On this teaser I, I think really I, I I certainly need clues What about Carlos Cuellar No France and Daza No Aaron Niguez No Played for Celtic And has since scored against All the Spanish teams That oh. I mentioned As being in This European Super League No Patrick Robertson No 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 how long ago gone? Miku Under the un, Kind of Ronnie Dyla era Striker Miku Nope No Swedish the... Not that oh, one Oh John Gadetti John Gadetti Oh I'd never get that Who would be the last player To score against Inter That's played up here Oh Come on Roger You had a bad bad night Liam Redeem Henderson yourself. No he, He's Played for Celtic And he actually scored For Southampton Against Inter Did you Did you know I can't remember this It's not Virgil van Dijk Is it It is Virgil van Dijk Really tough And I'm not even going to Waste your time On the last one Initials No Genuinely Forget it Yeah scored against Juventus For Cagliari But played up here For Who Maurizio Panilla Oh played for Hearts Ah no chance Right we'll no. leave it there uh, Thank you Roger and Gordon Another extremely busy night On the phone So apologies If you couldn't get through But the great thing about this show We're back tomorrow And you can do it all over again Andy Halliday is playing At Capelo at the moment Is goalless He's going to be in the studio tomorrow And he'll be joined by Gary Caldwell So hopefully you'll join us On the phones And we'll speak to you then In the meantime Stay right there And Callum Gallagher is up next <laughs>